Yesterday, Brother Alp and I was out visiting. And we met a beautiful couple. We signed them up for our roundup day. And in speaking to the folk, I asked them if they attended church anywhere in locally. Brother you remember what they said? Said we attend the YouTube church. The YouTube church. Live stream. I wonder if that's going to please the Lord one day. When we get there and find out we just barely worked him in to our program. Or maybe could we talk about a homemade religion for just a minute tonight. In your Bible to the book of Judges, chapter 17. The book of Judges, chapter number 17. The bad thing about long long, uh, ministries and uh, is you have so much more time to pick apart the pastor. The longer you know him, the more mistakes he'll make. And the longer you serve or the longer you listen to him, it seems like the more critical we might become. Now, I don't know how much longer the Lord's going to allow me to preach. I've read through the Bible, I'd like to tell you, 10 million times. I think I've read through it. And I never felt and never found the word retirement. I just don't know where that word came from. We never did retire on the farm. Uh, we couldn't spell 401k. I, I don't know where this word term retirement came from. If you find it in the Bible now, please, you show it to me. And I'll preach a sermon against it. Ain't no time to lay down and quit. This is time to get up and get. Sinners are coming up with more excuses why they don't need to be saved. Christians are less committed to the Lord. Let's talk about just a minute out of the book of Judges. I'll read six verses. And I'll preach 10 minutes and we'll all think about going on. What about them cowboys? Let's go on. <laughs> Shut up. That guy back there is, he's certainly not from the promised land. Verse 1, and there was a man of Mount Ephraim whose name was Micah. And he said unto his mother, 
the 1100 shekels of silver that were taken from thee, about which thou cursest and spakest of also in my ears. Behold, the silver is with me. I took it. And his mother said, Blessed be thou of the Lord my son. The little selfish, bradish, spoiled kid has stolen from his mother. And when he had restored the 1100 shekels of silver to his mother, his mother said, I had wholly dedicated the silver unto the Lord from my hand for my son to make a graven image and a molten image. Now, therefore, I will restore it unto thee. Yet he restored the money unto his mother. And his mother took 200 shekels of silver and gave them to the founder who made thereof a graven image and a molten image. And they were in the house of Micah. The man Micah had a house of gods and made an ephod and teraphim and consecrated one of his sons who became the priest. And in those days, there was no king in Israel and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Father, tonight, for just a few moments, I pray you would enlighten us to the fact that there is about us a religion that is not only homemade, but counterfeit. And so, Lord, I pray you just bless us tonight and help us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, here in our text is a man who worked up his own religion. Have you ever heard this? Homemade is always best. Read a little advertisement from a cook. Pies, just like mother used to bake, $5. Pies, like your mother thinks she used to bake, $10. (laughs) Have you ever noticed things are not like they used to be? And they probably never was. Homemade is not always better. Sometimes homemade looks better. Sometimes homemade is discussed as better. But homemade is not always better. Much of homemade only comes up to mediocrity. Just to the surface. Amen. And you think about it for just a little while tonight. 
There are just some things that would be tragic to accept if they were just mediocrity. How about shade tree brain surgery? That sound good? Homemade brain surgery. I'll just stay home and watch YouTube, find out how to do it, and I'll do it myself. How would that go over? How does that affect you? How about maybe we could talk about homemade brakes on your car? It never worked with my wife. My wife believes in scatting from all the signals and screeching at the next one. It's because she does not want to waste time. She Now, if she had homemade brakes on her car, I want you to know they'd be screaming all the way. Now, that's not to criticize my wife. That's just how she drives. And I love it. Because I stay right with God on a regular basis because I am constantly praying, dear God, open brakes work. <laughs> Mediocrity is not always better. And I'm saying to you tonight, maybe if we had uh, uh, maybe homemade contact lens, how would that go over? Well, you say, well, it's mediocrity. Well, okay, that's what we all think about church. We do not think that it's important we have the real deal. We do not think that it's right we have the right pattern. We do not think that it's right to have the right foundation. We just go about whatever the world does and we think that'll be all right because it almost comes up to where it needs to be. If you miss every other Sunday, you're not faithful. You say, but, 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 no, there ain't no but about it. You've got your own idea of what God wants you to do. And you just pray and ask God to bless you. Now, maybe homemade religion is many arguments, but uh, it's weak in faith. It's always weak in testimony. It's always weak in commitment and always weak when it comes to Bible doctrine. We don't talk about doctrine around here, they say. And we don't discuss doctrine, they say. We just come to church any way we want to, dress any way we want to, act any way we want to, take any kind of translation you want to. We, 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 we just believe in our heart that's how we ought to do. With no regards to this at all. Preacher, I just feel like it's time for me to leave. I just feel like something's up. You know, if you let me hit you right in the mouth as hard as I can, it'll change your feelings momentarily. <laughs> or you get a ticket on the way home, your feelings gone all south. This kind of homemade, homespun religion stinks 
in the nostrils of God. It's weak. It's wrong. It robs of a testimony. Bless your heart. And it bakes with the spirit of satanic, demonic, worldly. May I say tonight, we just don't need, this world don't need a half-baked kind of religion. The kind of religion that we call all the shots. The kind of the religion that we're in charge. Just to show up, to show up, when we have time to show up, is not really showing up at all. Can I help you tonight? Micah has got his household kind of religion. Can you say amen? Some of you not said amen tonight. I don't know why you're not doing that. I know some of you are praying that a lot die right in the pulpit. Said, dear God, let me ask you tonight, just ask you, what is homemade religion? Verse 1 and 2, homemade religion. Here is a spoiled brat. I mean, absolutely spoiled brat. And a mother is making him that way. And there was a man of Mount Ephraim whose name was Micah, and he said unto his mother, the 1,100 shekels of silver that were taken from me, thee, which thou cursest and speakest of also in my ear. See, mama done gone to Micah and said, I am going to put a curse on the thieving varmint that stole that 1,100 shekels that I had committed to you, my darling Micah. They not only robbed me, but they robbed you. And Micah said, Really? Behold, the silver is where? I stole it. I stole it. But I didn't know it was mine to start with. I stole it. I with me. The trouble with homemade religion, now listen, it's always filled with me. What do I want to do? When do I want to do it? And we don't care what anybody else thinks. It's my life, my time, my opportunity. I know what kind of commitment I'm going to make to God. It's all about me. Spare religion, I mean homemade religion, is always made up of spare parts. It's what we learn from Jimmy. Oh, and Jerry. You ought to have heard what Jerry said on YouTube last week. Oh, and old Dr. Leroy has got a new revelation. 
And Sister Susie has written a book on how many gnats can sit on the head of a needle and thrum a harp. It's always made up of spare parts. What this one thinks, what this one thinks, what makes this one feel good, how this one wants to dress, what kind of songs this one likes to sing, what kind of this, what kind of that. And homemade religion has nothing to do with this book. It's all about me. And I don't care what you think. I tell you what's up. I was trying to win a lady of the Lord one time. And I was talking with her. And she kept getting off on this tongue business. And getting off on the tongue business. Tongue business. And, and I said, ma'am, did you know that what you're talking about is not even mentioned in the Bible? She said, I don't care. I know how I feel. Hmm? Talk to a Mormon. Talk to a Jehovah's Witness and see what they think about Revelation 20 and 21. Now, well, that's not in the original. Isn't that a good comeback? Have you ever seen the original? You know how old you'd have to be to see an original? Uh, You know what kind of language... uh, You'd have to know to see the original. Well, why do they have that? And whosoever in that was not found in the book of life was cast in a lake of fire. Why is that in there? Is that real fire? No, that's, that, that's allegorically. I said, can you spell allegory for me? <laughs> Homemade religion is all about me and self. And I'm afraid a lot of folks at Joshua Baptist Church is adapting their kind of religion. And they don't care what the Bible says because God don't mean it anyhow. Are we having a good time yet? You see, homemade religion takes some good parts, right? And some not so good parts. And some bad parts. And builds them a non-denominational movement. Are you listening to it? You say, well, I'm not a non-denominational. Well, what do you do with that not forsaken the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. You, you just can't take one part and shove it to the side and jump in the middle of John 3.16 and ride that thing all the way to heaven. There's a lot more verses, a lot more context in the Bible than just believing and being saved. And we, we must be careful because this homemade religion is, is built on not God's word, but on our likes and our dislikes. Folks will come to our church. 
Say, well, I don't like that church. Not even considering the Bible. They come to church looking for something that pleases them. Now, there's lost as a goose in a hailstorm. They can't quote one verse in all the Bible. But they're looking for a church that pleases them. Time to time, we'll have folk get up and walk out while I'm preaching, and I don't blame them. If I was sitting out there, I'd leave already. But that's just not what I'm looking for. The problem is they're looking for a homemade religion that fits their lifestyle that they're living. They don't want anything to cut across the grain. They don't want anything that would disturb. They don't want anything that, uh, that would keep the kids out of trouble. They don't want anything that would make kids think about anything other than what the world is trying to shove down their throat. All they want to do is feel good about where they are. Homemade religion is made up of spare parts. Some good parts. Some not so good. Some real good well, preacher, I, 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 I've been saved, but that thing baptism, that thing about baptism, that is really weird. Besides that, somebody said something about tithing. No, we don't tithe at our church. We just put baskets at the back and let folk put in whatever they want. I wonder why they found that in the Bible. Same place where they found they could come when they want to and go where they want to. Uh, always comfortable, convenient, and cozy. Don't that sound good? Don't that sound like a real good church service? Comfortable, convenient, and cozy. Well, preacher, we we know we know we know that that's God's word, but we believe that tradition has the same authority as the Bible, and when the tradition and the Bible conflicts. We allow the Pope to make the decision. Is anybody home? Are you here tonight? Now, preacher, I know the Bible talks about separation. Come out among them, be you separate. But that's not a contemporary verse. to be seeker friendly we are we're just not seeker compromising friendly nobody ever said that if we opened the door and put out a sign says we're having church they'd come no sir the bible tells us to go get them to compel them to come in to just you know what compel means force against their will you tell me why a lost person on their way to hell wants to come in here and listen to the pastor tell him for an hour 
it would make 30 minutes for me. Tell me why any sinner in this community wants to come, sit out there and listen to him, tell them how sorry they are for 30 minutes. There is no way in hell they'd want to do that. Can you say amen? Now, a Christian who's not consecrated, mixed up in worldliness, has the idea they can do, go, say anything they want to. Why would they want to come and listen to us say you're backslid and God's going to get you for it? I'm telling you, if we're not careful, please listen to me. You say, well, preacher, you don't know what you're talking about. I know that, but I'm a good guesser. We must be careful that this homemade kind of religion don't sneak in our back door and our Wednesday night crowd look like the exodus took place and our Sunday night crowd is more interested in the Dallas Cowboys. Dear God, how could you get that interested after today? I'm even mad and feel backslid because I taped the dumb thing. <laughs> Is anybody here? Please be careful, would you? Be careful with your kids. Be careful with your mate. Be careful with your family that's been watching you all these years to stay faithful, singing in the choir and praying for God. And then all of a sudden, you begin with this homemade Mickey Mouse kind of religion and it shuts them out of being saved. Micah, listen now, made him a home church. Didn't have to leave the house. Convenient, comfortable. Verse six, why not? Because Everyone did that was right in his own eyes. Is that the attitude today? Talk to me. Is that the attitude today? Preacher, you're going to make me mad. I don't want to do that. I'm trying to tell you our church is only as good as you are. You make up this church. Would you please be careful and be mindful that serving God has never been easy and it's never going to be easy. So don't compromise to make it easy on you. What's a homemade Religion, the details. This one was built with stolen money. Amen? Built by a selfish individual who only thought of himself. And by the way, it was just like the original. Because down the road, just a short piece, 
was Shiloh, God's house, where the Ark of the Covenant rests, where the priest dressed in a certain manner with a short-sleeved robe they called an ephod. The mercy seat was covered with solid gold. The counterfeit was made out of iron and wood. The holy place contained the mercy seat. Yes, it did. And this homemade deal contained little bitty tiny tiny idols made and they called them teraphims. And he built the counterfeit to look just like the real thing at Shiloh. Even went so far as to dress up his son in the same kind of robes the priest wore down at Shiloh. Could I ask you a question? And it's time for me to go. I don't know why on Sunday night they have the light flashing. Sunday morning, they don't even have the dumb clock on. (laughs) Could I ask you a question? Now think just a minute with me. Think on purpose. Why did Micah go to all the trouble and all the expense when he could have just done the real deal just down the road? Have you ever thought about that? Isn't it amazing to the extent we go to get our own way? And then blame God for it. The Lord is leading me. Now they hadn't been in church in several weeks. Hadn't opened their Bible in years. But the Lord is leading me them. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Sometimes I kind of question if God wants me to do something or not. Now if you've been here very long you've seen the property we bought you've witnessed the buildings we built you've come to know the missionaries we support over a hundred of them I guess And somebody said, well, preacher, I know that probably you spent nights, you and Miss Ginger, nights out on property praying that God would open the door where we could buy the property and send the money so we could buy it. We own the best property in the town. We do, yeah. It would sound religious if I told you that's how all this has come to pass. 
Let me tell you how this has come to pass. Ed Bader came to see me this week. Ed don't say much. But when he says something, you need to listen. There's some guys in our church that way. They don't say much. But when they call you and tell you, hey, I want to meet with you, you better get your gun ready. Because you're fixing to get told. Well, Brother Ed sat in my office the other day, and he said, Preacher, I just want to commend you of having the courage to step through doors when they opened. That's what we all better do. Because God will open doors as long as we step through them. But when we start arranging our own doors, that's when the doors become closed. Can you listen to me now? You say, you don't know what you're talking about. I'll go home, get a dictionary, read some, and see, maybe figure out something. Counterfeit homemade religion is a poor substitute for the real thing. You see, mine is not a do religion. Mine is a be religion. Mine is not a maybe so religion. Mine is a no so religion. Are you listening? Mine is not a rule-making religion. It's a relationship kind of religion. Amen. And I'm telling you, if you're living off your own homemade brand of Christianity, your substitute is a poor substitute for the real thing. Can you say amen? Yes, bless God. There's no lasting influence to it. And I, I must close. It's built on human reason instead of Bible truth. Now, I don't, I don't care what people say. I want to know what this book says. This church was founded on this book. This church was founded more than any other reason, humanly speaking, because my family was not welcome in any other church in this town. My wife was told when she went to church, actually my wife and Bobby's wife went to a church in town. And when they left, the preacher met them at the door and said, Ms. Wolfenbarger, you do know there's other churches in town. There's a church in town now where anybody can come. And anybody can hear the message. And anybody can get involved. And anybody can be a somebody for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now there's a church like that. It's not my church. It's his church. I've heard that I own all the property. All the properties in my name. I've stole so much money. No wonder I'm driving trucks that's falling apart. Can you say amen? But I want you to know homemade religion 
is a sore, poor, poor substitute. And I want you to know it is self-seeking. It is self-righteous. It majors on appearances, on crowds, on nickels and noses. How many did you have suddenly, preacher? $102,000 offering. I get so tired of people. Years ago when we first started the church, it was doing well. And somebody called me on the telephone. That's when they had telephones with a line out the back of them. And uh, they said, Brother Wimbarger, I hear how God is blessing your church. Would you send us maybe something about the progress? I said, you know, down here in the country, it's difficult to find people that can read and write. And if I ever find a secretary that I can hire that could write, I'll be glad to send you a brag sheet. I don't care if anybody knows my name as long as it's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I don't care what people may say. I don't care what people may judge. I don't care if they drive by and say, he's not scriptural. And I can get more people in my bathroom and that sucker can get in his whole church. Can you say amen? I am cautious about this homemade kind of religion. The kind that is built around self. The kind that is a sorry substitute for the real thing. And I don't like anything it stands for. And homemade religion will never last. <laughs> First, look at chapter 18, if you would please. Verse 24. Watch this now. Watch this. Micah went to his little chapel one day and found out that his gods were gone. You know, kind of like folk going to the garage. And one day found out their gods got a scratch on it. Or the mice got in and ate the wires on their God. And Micah followed the Danites who had now persuaded his hireling that he's hired to be his priest. Now the tribe of Dan has stolen Michael's preacher and all his little gods and taken them with them. Micah went to church one day in verse number 24 and he said, Ye have taken away my gods. How many people's gods do you think I've seen in 52 or 3 years? How many people has come to me and said, I don't know what happened. 
Is there any way in the world the devil could slip upon you tonight and steal your God? Are your gods? Is your world made up of something the world could steal and your world would fall apart? If I were to walk up to you tonight and say, is that your nose or are you eating a banana? Would that affect your emotions? <laughs> Come on now, say amen. I'm not jumping on you. I'm just preaching. Isn't it a shame that somebody stole this man's gods? Hmm? I used to have a staffer on staff. He left his car running in the parking lot one day. I don't know who it was. Do you know who it was, Jim? You should have seen the surprised look on Jim's face when he walked to the parking lot and his car was gone. Have you ever felt like your whole world just left? That's how Micah felt. Somebody stole his gods. I'd like to read you just two verses. We're done. Matthew 7, for just a minute. You say, Preacher, now you don't know what you're talking about. You better look around a little bit and see what's happening to churches. Look around a little bit and you see it trying to slip in our church. This homemade convenient, please me kind of religion. Bless me. Feed me. Marry me. Bury me. It's all about me. I'd like to read for you Matthew 7, verse 24 in closing. The Bible said, Therefore, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not, was founded upon a rock. Can anybody say amen? amen. My hope is built. On nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other is shifting sand.